0: Greetings and grace and peace to you from above. Friends, when was the last time you felt really clean? Now, I don't mean just a shower or a nice bath clean, but really super clean. Like your skin felt like a newborn baby's and you kind of had that clean sheen beaming off of you. We just returned from an amazing pilgrimage to Israel And one afternoon, our our itinerary took us to the shores of the Dead Sea. And most of us are aware that the Dead Sea lays at the lowest part of the earth. And most of us are also aware that the Dead Sea is supercharged with mineral-rich waters and thick salt embedded in the earth surrounding the area. Cleopatra, even, the Egyptian beauty queen, traveled to the Dead Sea for beauty treatments herself with all that going for it who wouldn't want to take the plunge and indeed several of the pilgrims traveling with us donned bathing suits and jumped in but before we totally immersed ourselves in the cleansing purifying waters a couple of us lathered ourselves up with the mineral rich mud accumulating on the shore Imagine thick, slippery, gray-colored mud slathered over every inch of your body from head to toe. It was amazing. With mud-covered bodies, we then dipped into the waters. The water was so salty, the buoyancy of the water popped us up almost as quickly as we went under. As the mud washed away, my skin felt super smooth and soft. It felt so good, I did it all over again. I'm not sure I have ever felt that physically clean in my life, nor has my skin been this soft in a long time. When was the last time you felt really clean? But this time, let me ask you not just physically clean, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually clean. Once you get the muck and mire of life on you, it's not as easy to get off as it is to get the mud from the Dead Sea off of you. That's for sure. All of us sinners know what I'm talking about, don't we? Each of us has done wicked, stupid stuff, have we not? And each of us has done things intentionally that we really regret doing. Some of us grew up in situations where other people's muck and mire has been thrown upon us and we somehow carry that muck and mire around with us to this day. Somebody else's stuff. And if we're honest with ourselves, no matter what we do to try and get clean, most of us really don't ever feel clean at all. But there's good news, my friend. And that good news comes to us from the lowest city below sea level on the earth, Jericho. From today's reading in Luke's Gospel, it reads, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. During our pilgrimage to Israel one day, our our itinerary took us to the ancient city of Jericho. And as I said earlier, Jericho sits not far from the Dead Sea, and the local chamber of commerce boasts Jericho as the oldest city on earth. Jericho is also known as the lowest city on earth, meaning it sits some 1,400 feet below sea level. And in Jesus' day, Jericho was known as a city of the unclean. It was a rough town, to say the least. But the road to Jerusalem led through the city of Jericho. And to reach the golden city of Jerusalem, one had to travel through the tarnished town of Jericho. I think there's a hidden meaning in that sentence. Something akin to you need to know you're broken before you can get healed. Now watch what Jesus does in the lowest part of the earth before he rises to the city of Jerusalem. Luke tells us that as Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing through Jericho, and a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Most of us have learned of the man Zacchaeus from our days in Sunday school or from reading Bible primers, and as we learned then, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, short in stature that is, and Zacchaeus had heard of this man Jesus, and something deep inside him said, I want to see this guy. I, I I want to see this man. Maybe something deep inside, Zacchaeus said, I want to get clean. For you see, Zacchaeus was not only a wee little man, but Zacchaeus was a tax collector and not just one of the lower rung tax collectors. Luke tells us that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. And what that means is, is that Zacchaeus was not only unclean, he was really unclean. Why was he unclean, you ask? Well, tax collectors were Jews who had totally gone over to the Romans and to the Herodians. They not only collected taxes from their fellow Jews, they oftentimes took more than necessary and filled up their own pockets with the proceeds. The chief tax collectors, well, They not only took from the common Jews, they took from the other tax collectors as well. Essentially, nobody liked them. But this wee little man, Zacchaeus, still wanted to see Jesus. Why? Why would this unclean chief tax collector want to meet this supposed holy man, Jesus? Well, first of all, Jesus had become quite popular. He was the rock star of the day, so to speak. He was the biggest attraction to have come into Jericho in quite some time, I'd even venture to say. Yet, might there be another reason? Might Zacchaeus, just for a moment, think about meeting this holy man? Of course, Zacchaeus knew he was so far gone, so unclean that this holy man would have nothing to do with him but it would still be nice just to see the man. So the wee little man Zacchaeus, knowing the route Jesus and his entourage were to take through the city, Zacchaeus runs ahead and climbs a sycamore tree so he can see over the crowds and maybe he could get a look at the man. Luke tells us then that when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today so he hurried down and was happy to welcome him clean meets unclean no one is too unclean for Jesus to meet with him no one is too unclean for the God of heaven to want to meet with them neither you nor I am too unclean for Jesus for God to want to meet with us. And to come into someone's house, well, that even meant more than just meeting for coffee at the local coffee shop. Of course, those who saw themselves as clean began to grumble. He's gone to be the guest of one who's a sinner. Who is this Jesus anyway? Who is this God? Why does it seem like everything is turned upside down when Jesus comes close to us? Now usually at this point in the gospel stories when Jesus goes to dinner with someone or sits down to speak with someone it is Jesus who begins to teach about some moral value or to give a parable of some kind about living within the kingdom of God. This is how the kingdom of God looks. However at this dinner party Zacchaeus himself becomes the living moral value. Zacchaeus himself becomes the living parable. Luke writes, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Do you think Zacchaeus was ready to give up his old way of life to put on a new way of life? Of course he was. Do you think Zacchaeus was tired of living a life of a lie? Ready to turn over a new leaf, perhaps? Ready to live life in a new way? To become something like a new creation. How good it must have felt for Zacchaeus to invite Jesus into his home and then to become clean. To turn from the old and put on the new. To have that muck and mire of life washed away and his skin feeling brand new and clean. In our first reading this morning from Isaiah, that's exactly what the prophet Isaiah said was to happen when the people of Israel were to turn away from their old ways and to put on the new. Listen to the words of Isaiah. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. The prophecy of Isaiah is literally fulfilled in the lowest town on earth through one of the lowest human human beings of the time. And as the psalmist says after reading this morning, happy are they whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sin is put away. This is a good story, a happy story, is it not? Do you know how to make this a great story? Make it your story. Jesus sees you, sees me hiding up in that tree. Jesus is inviting himself into your house. Jesus has invited himself into my house. Today, let him in. Then, once you've let the Lord into your life, into your house, turn from your old ways and wash the muck and mire of life off of you and put on the new ways of life and the life to the fullest. How does one do that? By turning to Jesus and letting Jesus take away your sin, shame, and guilt through the work accomplished on the cross. Let the victory over sin and death, won through the resurrection of the crucified Christ, wash you and make you new.